Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. So welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. I'm Sarah, Salt's Marketing Manager and Business Coach, and I'm joined today by two people that I care about so much, Salt's HR Director and Business Coach, Ashley. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and we're also joined today by Annalise Lucas, who's the owner of Lucas & Co. Um, salon in Roseville, California, and she's also one of our Salt Society Travel Ambassadors. So hi, Anna. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, yes, thank you so much for having me. I feel like it's been so long since we've been able to see you or talk to you since travel hasn't really been a thing during 2020, so we're we're excited to have you on today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and hang out with you guys. Ah, so um, Anna, I think I can speak for both Ashley and I when I say that like the second that we met you on the paint party tour back in 2019, where were we? Seattle. Um, yeah. There was like this instant connection because um, you're not only just like such an amazing person, but you're also just like one of the most driven women that I've ever met, that we've ever met. Um, so not only did that like obviously lead to you working in some capacity for Salt Society as an educator, but I feel like you've become like a good friend of ours too, which is so nice. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I felt it too. And when you're like feeling a connection, you don't know if, you know, I'm like, these people are so awesome, but who knows what they're thinking. <laughs> but I did too. It was so good. And you guys are such great friends and amazing company to be a part of. And I just love it. That's amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. You never know where some, like something's going to take you. So I'm glad that it's brought us here and kind of full circle. So when Ashley and I were contemplating what we were going to talk about on today's episode, you know, we were like, okay, like we could talk about salon culture, but really kind of wanted to like dive in a little bit further and get a little bit more real like this year has just been well this past year into 2021 has just been so crazy for everyone that you know it's easy to say like you could do this this and this to like keep your company culture you know a positive one but you know what are people like actually going through and when I think about company culture and I think about like successful businesses you are a business owner who just even in the midst of a pandemic has expanded (laughs) your business, like not only kept it running, but expanded your business. And I just think that that was, that's so brave. Um, And I, I just really want to, we just really want to talk to you about how that experience has been, especially during 
um, a pandemic and having to be forced to close multiple times and you're a salon of renters. And so there's just so many different aspects that play into salon culture um, in your specific area and location. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your salon to start off with and and what Lucas and Co, you know, represents. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it has been a hard year um, last year. And we're in California in Sacramento area in a little suburb called Roseville. And we are a full service luxury salon that thrives on community and community and encouragement and um, team-based atmosphere. And so through the pandemic, it's been really difficult because a lot of what we are and what we do and what we're founded on was ripped from us and taken away. And we weren't able to uh, essentially live out what we're here for and what we're doing in the months that we were closed. Um, So we are a a team-based rental studio. So we are a rental salon, but we're founded on being a team and keeping a culture of encouragement and um, inspiration and, and positivity. And so it has been very difficult through the pandemic. And um, as everyone has experienced in this year as a salon, you just um, kind of had to stick it out and continue whatever way was best for you. And we just had to figure that out along the way. Do you want me to keep going? (laughs) She's like, I could talk about this forever. Um, I think a a question that I would have about that with you being like a team-based rental salon, like obviously you had to kind of figure out and decide when California was saying that you needed to be closed, like whether or not you were going to reopen and how that was going to work and how you were going to do that safely. Um, Did you have like, like pushback from the team or was like everybody kind of on the same page? Like we all want to be working. We're all going to like do this. Or were some people a little more hesitant than others? Cause you have a pretty big team. There's what, 20, how many people? Yeah, we have about, we fluctuated between um, 20-ish, um, we've had up to 23, 20, 25, and then through the pandemic just kind of fluctuated a little bit um, because of people's situations. So yeah, I mean, it's hard when you have, uh, we have two locations, but they're on the same street. So essentially it's the same business and company and Um, brand, but just two different salons. And so um, each salon is pretty much the same, but um, it's hard when you have differing views and differing feelings and emotions about everything. And also, um, you know, we have a lot of gals with kids and then a lot of us have, you know, all of the expenses that come with life everyone has but um you know the ones with kids you're like feeding your children by your your business and a lot of hairstylists are um, breadwinners and let's be real that's really hard um as a breadwinner with children as a woman 
-hmm. a business owner to be then told that you cannot work. And, um, you know, believe me, we have dealt with sickness from last year. We've dealt with many things revolving around, um, around the pandemic. A lot of my family and friends have been really sick. So I get that side, but, um, it was really difficult to figure out as California salons were closed three different times, how to um, essentially survive as a salon and survive for our future and have our renters as their own businesses survive in their lives and their, their personal um, lives and finances. And so it was hard to, um, to just figure out what to do about, you know, if you have to defy the order to survive and have your business survive, like getting PPPs and getting all these grants and loans, like isn't a walk in the park. It wasn't easy. I didn't get all of these, um, all of this help. We didn't get it. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit, um, but uh, pretty much everyone on my team was on the same page to uh, be able to work and to at one point when we just were continually closed, we had to kind of come together as a team and we had meetings upon meetings and we communicated heavily through the pandemic, which I know is what um, is probably the only thing that can help a team survive that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, everyone decided together. um, I very much like listened to them and what they wanted. It wasn't like you know, me deciding to close or them deciding to work, like everyone was together in that. And so, um, yeah, everyone was ready to work at one point Mm -hmm. and take their precautions we needed to, but survive through this pandemic. And I was um, kind of a loud voice for our area and community about it, just because I felt really strongly about it. And then I would get hundreds of messages just being like, no one is fighting for us. Like I, I need, you know, help. I don't know what to do. What do you think about this? And I was just trying to be kind of a voice for our industry in that time. I mean, that's really amazing that you did that. I remember reposting a few of your stories like on Salt Society. Cause I was like, this is what people need. They need like somebody to stand up for them. And because here in Connecticut, obviously it was just so, so different. Like every state was going through such different things at different times. And I mean, we definitely felt for you and, and any, any salon in California, like it was just, it was heartbreaking to, to see, okay, you guys get to open and then it'd be like ripped out from you again, or, you know, for months and months, you have to shut your doors. And like you said, when you are, you know, the breadwinner of your family or you're a business owner and, a lot of, of your business income comes from these smaller businesses within your business. It's like, how do I navigate this in a way that's going to make my team feel safe and keep everybody happy. And, but like also giving them the opportunity to work, like, even though technically they're not supposed to be like, I just, I applaud you for navigating that the way that you did, because there was just so many different (laughs) different things happening all at once for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's hard. And then if you're working, you know, you're worried about state board coming in, you know, and you're worried about 
everyone was worried about fines, but it, but the perspective was like, well, I'll pay a fine if I can, if I can work. And it, that's, what's just really hard about this whole thing was everyone has differing opinions. And so, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do for your life, but it affects all these other people. And so, yeah, it was really difficult, but I think again, it's just, you know, knowing your team and, and communicating with your team is what is most important through all of that and making sure that everyone does feel safe and heard. And if I would have not opened the salon, um, I don't know what would have happened um, in the end. And, you know, a lot of it was difficult emotionally for everyone. And of course, we dealt with a lot of complaints and just, you know, again, being real, I'm all about being real about this stuff. It was, it was hard, but, um, but I don't know where we'd be if we didn't open and through it, we all just kind of had to, like I said, decide together. So thank you. It's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you made the right decision. Like you guys are open and functioning and running and just, you know, living, living your lives. Like we all should be, (laughs) hopefully it will go back to normal completely sooner rather than later, but I'm, it seems like you made the right decision. So I applaud you on that. Um, so what has like kept you motivated throughout, not just the pandemic, but even prior to the pandemic, like you've just always wanted to like expand your business. <laughs> so what, what has been like the motivation behind that? Yeah. Um, I'm an entrepreneur to my core. And I think, um, as you guys know, for your business too, it's like when someone is running a company that is an entrepreneur, they're just gonna, I think, always want to look toward the future and the next thing that could be coming. Um, and I just like breathe this stuff And so as we founded our salon in 2018, we, as in just my husband and I, um, we didn't think it would grow so quickly. Um, We filled our chairs really quickly and it's a smaller space. Both of my salons are smaller. They're not massive. So, um, excuse me, we filled our chairs really quickly and the brand just kind of took off and became we worked really hard at it, but it, we kind of just saw what it became. And so as we saw the, um, just the growth of the business in the first year, um, I was, I was looking toward the future and what else could come. And that's just in me. That's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a type seven as well in the Enneagram. So I'm just like, always like what's next. And, and so excited about the future. So, um, and I noticed as well as like, as we grew, like both of these things happened, like I filled my chairs quickly, but also as I filled my chairs quickly, it felt like there was more space to grow and like grace to have the business grow. And when you were running a company, you also want to, you always want to grow in the sense that there's always more and things can get better and better. There's always something to excel in. And so um, I'm always looking at that as well. And 
A lot of the story of the expansion does have to do with the landlords that I have that I lease from. They're both so great. And I found another space down the street that fit the needs that I was looking for. And um, he actually helped me with a lot of the TIs, the tenant improvements. So um, this was pre-pandemic, but I was able to expand with a great landlord helping me with the remodel and it ended up being just kind of an expansion of our business and um, is, is awesome to have both. So um, I'm just always looking at growing and it's, um, it's just something that happened easily and I'm always looking at open doors. Um, some of this I talked about in my SALT class for the quarantine collection um, for about being a leader versus being a boss and um, such, but I'm always looking at where the open doors are and where the peace is. So if there were closed doors and I didn't have peace about expansion, I wouldn't have done it, um, but we expanded and grew even more and it's been awesome. So it's just in me to grow um, the um, inspiration, I mean, comes from you do want a legit company that, you know, does what it says it does and that um, can continually serve our community. And we were able to impact more of our community by filling um, our chairs with these amazing stylists that are incredible and that um, can run their own businesses and I can support them through it. So um, yeah. And then as a rental salon, um, I'll also say this, um, any rental salon owner knows that that's not really where the money is. Um, right. If you, you know, want to be some big brand and company, rental salons do not pull in what commission and hourly salons can pull in. So um, the expansion of being able to have two locations helps with overhead and such. And um, but mostly my whole heart is just to grow and have more space for my amazing renters to um, excel in their own businesses. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so kind of going into like what you were just saying, like rental salons really aren't necessarily like, like when it comes to the business owner making money, you're not necessarily making as much as you would with a commission-based salon. <clears throat> what was your like rationale to doing that when you like originally opened your spaces? Like, did you always know that you wanted to do a, be a rental salon? Yes. Um, when we opened, I definitely wanted to be a rental salon because I wanted to uphold and support other uh, business owners and everyone on my team um, it, are women and that wasn't necessarily something I was like only going toward but I love that we have a space that can support and uphold other women as they are running their business so that is the whole heart behind what we do what I do and so I always wanted to have a rental salon and I've done here for 11 years so I was doing a lot of hair um, in the first year. So I was doing all the back end and everything as a lot of salon owners know. And then I was also doing four to five days a week of clients. And so um, 
it's just, it's a lot for someone to do as an owner. But um, I knew with the second expansion, I wouldn't be able to do as much hair. And so that was part of like the decision-making process. But, um, but yeah, I always wanted to um, support other business owners and help them. And I did not have much of that in my first years of doing hair. And so it was on my heart and something that I feel like I live and breathe. And I just, I love that. And so that is part of why I opened a rental salon rather than a, um, well, California, you can't really do commission anymore. So essentially right. rather than an employee based. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like your whole philosophy of what you just said about like supporting like small businesses within your own essentially is what, what the philosophy was behind it. Like how, taxing that can be like especially with a pandemic and you're kind of carrying that weight of not only your own business but also everybody else's that's that's within yours it's yeah it's so hard and it's you know I know Sarah had said it before we we commend you so much of you're just doing such a great job and it is not easy especially being in California um and just and you know the pandemic as a whole it's so it's so hard. And, and I can only imagine like how that, how heavy that must've been. And I feel, you know, going back to talking about like motivation and what motivates you. And I, you know, especially from what I've seen most times, like with like an entrepreneur, it's, you have like two options, like in this type of situation, you're either going to fight through it and figure it out, or you're just kind of going to like give in and just like, let it, let it take its course kind of thing. But I think it's, it's so much harder to fight through it than it is to kind of just like, let it kind of like ride out on its own. Yeah. Um, it, it's so, it's, it's crazy to, yeah. you have yeah. no idea like what, what's going to happen or where it's going to go, but you know, you stuck through it and we're on the other side, hopefully. I don't want to jinx it, but I feel, <laughs> I really, I'm hoping I'm so hopeful, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like I owed it to my team to fight through it. And I think people may have differing views on that, but I owed it to them and our business that we've built that that they love and I love to fight through it and do what we needed to do. And <clears throat> I think that also looked like not charging rent during the lockdown and during the times that we were closed um i did not charge rent so that we could figure out what would happen and could figure out um how to pay our our personal bills and that's part of it too like if the salon is bringing in rent the whole lockdown um, then you might not need to open, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't bringing in our, our normal income to cover our overhead. So, um, we just had to figure out over time. And my whole motivation was just to, again, uphold my team and support them in their businesses to be able to, um, work through, the pandemic and what they needed to do so right and have a space you know after the lockdown happened even having a space just to like yeah. come back to you know that's the hard thing and that's what people didn't talk about either like 
I wasn't given breaks for my, my buildings that I lease. So, you know, how are you supposed to have a space when you come back? And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of businesses have closed. It breaks my heart. Um, and I know some people didn't have an option, but, um, yeah, it was, we're coming out on the other side and it feels, it feels a lot better and our area is doing better with numbers and, and, um, and it's just, yeah, it's been a growing experience, but where I feel like on the other side of it, and I've learned how to be a better leader, even so, and how to be a better communicator and how to lead a team through a crazy pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Something we never thought that we'd be in this situation, but here we all are trying to figure it out, (laughs) supporting each other, you know? Yes. Um, uh, Sorry, I'm like a loss for words because it's still just so crazy to me that it's, it's, you know, coming on a year now that as a country, we've been dealing with this and, you know, you're, you've had to deal with it as a business owner, whereas a lot of people just have to deal with it, you know, personally or as, you know, employees. Um, How would you say that you are like dealing it with it now personally? It's a great question and something that I'm um, actually currently dealing with in my personal life. Um, I have not been able to process much of it through the year last year because you do have to, you know, have a positive perspective when you're leading a team. So I wasn't able to sit on my couch and process what was happening or, um, or, or feel the intense feelings of fear and, um, and worry because I had to be like, everything's going to be fine. This is the plan. Like every single week, cause we thought it would be a couple weeks. I was just like, okay, here's the plan. Here's the next plan. Here's the next plan. And so personally I was never able to, um, process. And so now, um, I'm, just processing through it. Um, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, um, I'll talk about that all day and just having to, um, to really deal with my, my disappointment in the year and the fear and the worry that I didn't get to feel before. And my personal life is being affected by COVID at this moment with my home that I live in and with my personal bills and my husband's job. He went through a couple jobs last year because of COVID. And so um, it's hard. And I will be honest about that. Um, I don't go into a lot of details with people because I don't want to burden people. But um, I'm someone who always puts on a happy face and I'm currently just trying to take care of myself and my mental health. I've never actually dealt with anxiety until last year. Mm -hmm. And I am dealing with a lot of anxiety and um, I know a lot of people deal with that. So my heart goes out to you 
if you've been dealing with that and um, yeah, just like a huge proponent of therapy and my faith keeps me going too. And just um, knowing that I will pull through and there is hope and I'm not hopeless, but just having to do what I need to do to take care of my heart and, and my future. So, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's all great. I think everybody should have a therapist. (laughs) Definitely. Who's not just your hairstylist, because let's be real. How many clients do you get that like come to you and are like spilling your guts and you're like, oh my gosh, can you please just like, yeah. Cause then you need a therapist right? Yeah. To, it. That needs to go dump. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. If one thing 2020 has taught us, it's to get a really great therapist. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. I'm so grateful for mine. She probably won't hear this, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, I agree. It is so necessary to be able to communicate what we're feeling and going through. And sometimes the people around us um, can't do much, you know, our spouses and partners and families, and they can support us and love us. But sometimes we need some, some practical tools for our mental health. So Absolutely. Yes. Well, we're so great to hear that not only are you doing that for yourself now, but you, you know, it does seem like you are on the other side business-wise of this whole crazy year. And, you know, we just wish you like the the most success. Um, And just because you are just such an authentic person and leader and you deserve you and your team just deserve everything, all the positive things coming to you. So hopefully 2021 will be a lot better than 2020. (laughs) Thank you so much. You guys too. You've been an inspiration too this year and being able to connect with our sisters and brothers online and just like through social media, it's been an inspiration to um, just pull from other people. So Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, Soul Society is all about supporting our community. And so any way that we can help um, other people, whether it is just having these like open and honest conversations about how, you know, everything might look great, but it's not always great. Like everybody has struggles. Everybody goes, is going through these same trials and tribulations, especially this past year. So yes. um, you know, we're just, we're just here to listen and to help support. Um, and I know that you're really great at doing that too. So go follow Anna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, or don't because she's already stressed, but no. (laughs) (sighs) I love social media, but sometimes we need a little break, but yes, yes. I'm like so grateful for all of that. You guys are so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our team and our community and coming on here today. We just adore you. I wish we weren't all the way across the country, Um, but hopefully, hopefully we'll be seeing you in person soon. And if not, we'll just have to have you back on this podcast. Yes, I would love that. (laughs) Anytime. Well, thanks so much, Anna. And uh, we'll be chatting soon. Yes. Thanks everyone. Right. Thanks for joining us on the hair goals podcast today. We'll see you guys next week.